0: This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. Let's get into real estate. We've got Elon Musk. We've got Joe Zidel from Blackstone. We've got some great data from Redfin. I know some of you don't like Redfin, but I think their data is great. So let's dive into it. But first, let's talk a little bit about just the thumbnails. Some of these thumbnails I'm using are getting attention. Uh, I'm using Trump, I'm using Biden, and I'm using everyone in between. Look, there, there's no there's no disparity here. So. If you get a little excited about thumbnails, just uh, know that I'm going to be using different figureheads all across the United States so hopefully you follow along if you have any comments feel free to chime in do your best to not throw a lot of emotion into this let's use some data and if you're gonna come back at me and say, "Hey Tristan, I don't agree with that I would love to see some actual data behind that so I can dig in and be like, "hmm that's interesting I love that and let's start with Look, let's start with Elon Musk. He recently commented on a post from the creator of the cryptocurrency, uh, what is this, Shibu, his name's, I don't even know what he goes by, but he goes, cryptocurrency was created as a statement against central bank control right after the 2006 recession caused by predatory lending practices and irresponsible nonsense. You can see all that there. And then Elon comes in and says, The axiomatic error was that housing prices only go up. I mean, he's right, right? Axiomatic, like logical, right? the only thing we can determine from that. I don't support predatory lending, but many of those lenders were severely wounded or didn't survive. They dug their own graves, a lesson we should all take to heart, including me. Now, then this article, which I'll put into the YouTube section uh, on the description if you're looking for it, It goes into explaining this 2006-2007 debacle in the U.S. when it comes to housing and the Great Recession. It says, at the time the U.S. overbuilt housing, right, we overbuilt it, which we've gone through, while risky lending practices fueled an unsustainable rise in housing prices, eventually mortgage delinquencies, foreclosures and devaluation of the housing related securities caught up to the big banks and the market collapsed. Yes, a lot of us lived through this, I was an agent in real estate out here in LA, I lived through it. The housing bubble popped and now that's what we're talking about right now. But it says popped after prices peaked in 06, then began declining in 2006 and 2007 before hitting lows in 2012. Now I'm gonna show you some other things, but first, this is what we're talking about a lot. I I thought it was just here and there, but now I'm seeing it creep up more With with the media catching up, I thought the media was saying, "Hey, look, we're heading into a normal market. Everything's going to be a little bit more balanced." But now that recession, the word recession is coming in with a recession. I mean, look it up on Investopedia, right? Two negative quarters back to back, negative GDP. So look at that before you start throwing that word out there, right? Take a look at what that means, and then come back and take a look at the data when it comes to real estate, and that's what I want to show you here. Because there could be doom and gloom, there could be the sky is falling, or there could be a little bit more of a logical. I mean, if we want to use Elon Musk's words, right, axiomatic. But let's take a look at what's actually happening because I've got this great article that shows you what Joe Zaidel from Blackstone, and I mean they're they're worth billions. If you haven't kept up with them, they bought their real estate portfolio is insanely massive, and you can look them up on Wiki. But it says, home affordability at 2007 bubble levels, but crash is unlikely, Blackstone's Joe Seidel said. Now, he's a managing director there. It says, Blackstone's Joe Seidel calls homes almost as unaffordable as the 2007 peak. And we talked about this yesterday because wages are not keeping up with the affordability. He says, yet he believes a crash is unlikely due to a major difference. Most owners aren't using their homes like an ATM. Right? And we saw how much equity on average yesterday. And we went through that on yesterday's video where we showed the average equity in a home is $55,000. That's the average. I'm in California. That's $95,000 is the average here. So going back to this, right, data. Now, he says, unlike the housing bust, Zydell adds, home equity is at an all-time high and household balance sheets are strong. Yes, we've seen that. You haven't had overbuilding, you haven't had a drop in credit or lending standards, he noted. This is important too, right? Because we keep on talking about overbuilding and that's not happening. In fact, we showed you what Zillow was worried about two days ago in the video. They're worried about, well, what happens with the builders now that they're sensing like maybe they shouldn't be building all these homes. What happens then if they don't come in? then that means we're going to be having a lack of inventory as well. You, you look at this in the few months, you look at this in, a, in the future, a year from, or two from now, that's another worry we have to be looking at as well. So that's important too. We scroll down here because, here it goes, because you have very little excess in housing, I think you end up having less risk, right? And it's all about risk because guess what? If there's not enough housing, there's still enough people demanding to live in homes. Historically, housing ends up being a more highly correlated to labor markets than it is to mortgage rates, he said. And that was interesting to me because I had to dig into that. I'm like, interesting. So we're saying we're tied more to the labor markets than to the mortgage rates. As long as the jobs market remains relatively healthy, he says he thinks housing will be really well. And here's one thing I didn't highlight, but right underneath it says, some key reports, right here, Wall Street's getting key reports this week. Investors will get earnings from major retailers. And why is that important? Because we're looking at what the United States is spending on, right? The consumer, including Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, and Target. So that's what comes out this week. So let's keep an eye out for that. Next, Zydell calls Reflect, a 12-month time frame within that horizon. This is important. He sees the Federal Reserve hiking interest rates deeper into next year. Than the street anticipates due to persistent inflation now he thinks that inflation is going to remain here for a little longer right because of what happened during the pandemic we did that that multiple trillion dollar influx of of funds into the us which shot up inflation of course everyone had money right so let's go back to to this article i love this article if you have time you've got to read this one he says ultimately the fed is going to have to hike interest rates Until something breaks. Now, what's going to break? Added Seidel, when we do get to a point where something breaks, I don't think it's housing. And that's important to note because out of everything that can break, he says, hey, it's not a bubble. It's not a housing bubble. He says, you might see home prices generally flatten out. You may have pockets of weaknesses where home prices in some regions might fall, which I'm going to show you. And I love this one. Uh, But the idea of having a national and prolonged drop in housing as the economy eventually rolls over, I think it's still relatively low probability. And you know, this is where investors live. Investors that are managing what they manage, Blackstone manages $880 billion, right? So they have to go into probability. Now, let me go and show you this other article that came up, which ties into the article I showed you yesterday with that map, that lively map. And and this one is data from Redfin, and I love this one because it's showing you home buyers competition falls for the second straight month, hitting lowest level in over a year. And this is what I wanna show you. You see where it stems, and says 61% of home offers face bidding wars in April, down from 63, Very very small. A month earlier and 67% a year earlier, still a small drop. But look at this, as surging mortgage rates prompted buyers to drop out, look at the cities, Riverside, California, and Atlanta saw the biggest annual declines. That's important because I'm going to move over to yesterday's map. And then we take a look at this. Degree to which regional home prices are overvalued and undervalued. We're looking at the blue, the darker blue. And remember the names, Riverside and Atlanta. Look at this. Riverside, 30% and Atlanta, 55%. So now this is where real estate is regional. Remember we were talking about Boise, Idaho. We're talking about Phoenix. We're talking about different parts of Florida. Those are the areas we have to start watching out for as this market evens out. And we don't know. Right. We don't know what's actually going to happen, but I can tell you from the data that I have here and the data that we research on a daily basis, it looks like we're still heading into a market that's pretty even. And I don't know when that is. I suspect it's probably somewhere around August, September, where we're to seeing a more normal market. But at the end of the day, depending on what the interest rates end up at, it looks like it'll be smooth. We're looking at still high fives, low sixes, but things can change because I'm hearing in all of your youtube comments and facebook comments i'm hearing things like well the economy's not doing so well and i'm like what are you talking about i just read this joe sidell and he just he just threw out a whole bunch of things that shows the economy's not as bad as you were saying it is because you have no data just have emotion and then people are like yeah well what about unemployment i'm like what are you talking about unemployment is low are you not reading the data and then i'm hearing well the housing market all of these foreclosures i'm like Are you blind? Do you not read the data? Like yesterday's data? Go watch the video. Things like that. So before we start throwing out stuff that doesn't make sense, let's start looking at the data and start articulating things a little clearer as to, hey, this is what's going to happen because here's the data. That's the way I think we should communicate. Because once you start throwing out stuff about, oh, I think... Doesn't this feel like 2007? Doesn't this feel like 2006? I'm like, yeah, I guess it does feel like it. But show me the data, and then help me interpret it. That's why I put all the links here, because I need you to look at it, and I need you to interpret it for yourself. Because, I mean, that's what we do. We're trying to help each other out. If you think differently, I'd love to know why. Put some links in there, put some data, and explain things to me, because I'm always learning, and I'm not saying I'm right, this is just my opinion. Hope you have an awesome day. I'll see you tomorrow.